A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, after England's cricketers and Chelsea's footballers, Andy wasn't in the greatest of moods in the first 15 minutes. A lot of you tuned in to hear it. And, uh, yep, he didn't disappoint. (laughs) He gave you what you wanted. Um, We spoke to the man that's just bought Bedford FC uh, on the 10th tier, a team that he wants to take into the Premier League. Yeah, he did cheer you up. He was having a pop at Spurs, that's why. <laughs> but uh, he's predominantly going to try and turn them into a Premier League side, not Tottenham. Uh, that's Conte's job. Um, <laughs> this team, Bedford FC, is going to try and turn into a Premier League side within a decade. He is a Bitcoin entrepreneur and he's got big plans. You will hear from him. Um, of course, Martin Kellner joined us and um, talked about caving. He's very arty this week. He was quite arty this week, but he did get round to having a bit of a moan about football. And Mike Ward, Brighton supporting Mike Ward, joined us to uh, give us He'd some, some of the Brighton non-sporting supporting. TV. <laughs> yeah, imagine they did play in the week. They did, yeah, yeah. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Who is it? <laughs> It's not really, is it? We're just trying to pick him up off the floor. Terrible afternoon. I'm so sick of watching that game. I'm so sick of seeing Chelsea miss chances. It just drives me completely mad. It's so frustrating. It's just, it's ridiculous. They should, uh, the idea that Everton played well, that they were brave, is absolute nonsense. They were useless. They should have been 5 0 down after 15 minutes. They were absolutely pathetic, Everton. The more chances we missed, the more confident they got. You can't, it's not, it's no excuses. They had a lot of players out. We had a lot of strikers out. That's not an excuse. If you create as many chances, Chances of Chelsea, eleven good chances I counted, and out of twenty-four attempts, and they scored one goal. I mean, it's pitiful, isn't it? They've, I think they've had in four games now over a hundred chances and scored four goals. You know, it's just rubbish. I mean, it's just it's the same last year. I mean, they bought Lukaku to address this, and of course, that hasn't worked out for lots of reasons. And you know, sounding yes. <sighs> I have never, please, please let me never see him in a Chelsea shirt ever again. He's the worst player I've ever seen. He's ever, abs- ever. In any form of football. In, in any form of football. He's absolutely useless. Not just Chelsea, ever in the game. No, I mean, my match report on him last night to my son was actually quite interesting. Can you read really. that out? Oh, yeah, no, because there was okay. no swearing. Oh, OK. Uh, That's a okay. Uh, yeah, he was at fault for the goal, nearly gave away a pen, lost it every time he got it, made zero tackles and fluffed his one great crossing opportunity, nought out of ten. Wow. What an incredible okay. signing. So much better than Conor Gallagher. I mean, whoever, <laughs> whoever sanctioned that should be fired instantly. I don't know, care who it is. 
They should go. Right. I mean, what did he bring him on for? He could have brought. He could have played Chalabar on the right. He could have put James on there. Why bring that person on? <laughs> Honestly, why? He's just useless. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. You know. So it's. It, I mean, I'm looking at the next five games. You can't see more than a point. You can't. I mean, they got Wolves on Sunday. Yeah. A, a team that's just virtually kept Liverpool and Man City at bay for 180 minutes. Mm against a team that can't score if they have 100 chances. So that's going to be nil-nil or one-nil. Villa, we never win at Villa. And under Stephen Gerrard, they're really going well. So that's another defeat. Brighton will come and do exactly the same as everybody else. So that's 1-1. One, one. Then they've got Liverpool at home. Well, they're not going to get anything out of that. And City away, that's 5-0. So that's about it, really, isn't it? So that's one point out of the next five games. <laughs> Congratulations. And it was going so well. Honestly, they're such a good team. I can't believe how it's gone so wrong with just a few injuries. I don't agree with Matt Law, though. Injuries are a big factor, especially the injuries where they've had them, basically, in the midfield, which has really cost them. And, and yeah. Chilwell was, has been an absolute... I mean, to be honest, last night, injuries in the midfield didn't make a massive difference. You, cre- you still created lots of chances. Yeah, no, you no, just last night was no excuses. You just didn't put them away, yeah. did you? You yeah. didn't put them away. And, it, and as you said, uh, Everton were always in the game at that stage. Um, I thought a 1-0. I mean, I thought mm. you'd, you'd go on and get a second at that stage. The resistance yeah, had but been you broken. Think, you think where Alonso would have been on that free kick, he, and he's good in the air, Alonso, he would have headed the ball away, nothing. Sounding guess he missed the ball. He just went straight to their player, he scored. I mean, mm. the bloke, it's a liability. You can't pick him. Prince William is, Prince William is hoping, sorry about that, Prince William. <laughs> Prince Willigan. <laughs> Prince Willigan. Yes, I like <laughs> Spike Milligan, Prince <laughs> Willigan. You've got to have a system. system. Yeah. Prince William's hoping for a Boxing Day win for Villa mm. over Chelsea. Yeah. Hoping, mate, it's absolute certainty. <laughs> I won't worry about it. <laughs> Honestly. And Tuchel needs to watch himself because we've seen this so many times before. Chelsea collapsed in December. They don't pick it up. By the end of January, the manager's gone. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. But you know what Abramovich is like. And he, honestly, they need to start picking up some points. Well, they're not going. They're going to get they need, one in the next well, five games. Right. They need to be... I mean, never mind that City and Liverpool. They want to watch the teams behind them. So it's incredible. But there you go. And the cricket. Oh. The cricket's even worse. I mean, the cricket's <laughs> just beyond belief. Rory Burns, what's the point, mate? Come home now. What is the mm. point? I mean, you know, absolutely. And Thorpe, the management, the muddled thinking of the management, it says everything about them. They say, we picked the right team. Can you believe that bloke coming out after it? So everybody mm. in the world of cricket knows England picked the wrong team. They knew it at the tar- start and they knew it by the end of the play. And Thorpe comes out and goes, we picked the right team. You think, well, mm. you can go as well. <laughs> they're all, blimey, they're all going. Whoever get Conor Gallagher on loan, they can go. And uh, Graham Thorpe, he can go. Oh, he Rory can Burns. definitely go. He can go. Honestly. Um, Just useless. Fantastic. I've got a note here. Walk the line. The sound of of TV shows. That's rubbish as well. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Macca's just been playing um, Andy Bingo, and uh, he thinks he's got a full house. He he knew it was coming today, Uh, but uh, there we are. So thank you, caller. That was Andy from uh, Chiswick, the Chelsea fan. Not particularly happy with... Uh, with the result last and night. And Mike Dean, I mean, honestly, what is wrong with these referees? He's got two players with a head injury down in the box and he doesn't stop the game. And whenever players are injured in the box, there's always a goal. Yeah. It just disrupts the defence. Panic ensues. I don't know what it is, but he had time to stop that. Look, Liverpool would have won. They would have won anyway. Yeah. But it was incredibly poor refereeing. I don't know, the standard of our refereeing is so bad. Can they go? Can Mike Dean go? Yep. Right, okay. That's a well, little years ago, let's be honest. Now, just let me just remind you, 
Chelsea got a point last night. They, did, they didn't no, they actually. Didn't. They dropped two points. They didn't oh, get a point. They dropped oh. two points. Depends how you look at it, whether you're glass half full or glass half empty. If you draw, three 1-1 draws is two defeats. That's all. The, and that's what they've had, you know. Oh. A sporty win over Leeds and three 1-1 draws are where they've created so much. It's ridiculous. Okay. I can't even blame Werner last night. He wasn't even playing. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, he's been looking <clears> quite good, so it's quite frustrating. But there you go. But right okay. from the word go, when James missed that chance after five minutes, every Chelsea fan, I promise you, went, oh, here we go. We all knew what was going to happen, straight from that point. A couple of good saves from Pickford. I think you've been a bit harsh on Everton. They hung in there. They made the goalkeeper yeah. kept a minute at they times. Made some big <laughs> they were pathetic. They should here have been lost five or six. That one Guarantee the their next game, they get absolutely hammered. Yeah, I think they're going down, Everton. They're one of the worst <laughs> teams I've ever seen in my life. They were pathetic. So is this this is this is the pattern, Evertonians? The vendetta starts. You want you to lose every game I after do. this because you had the audacity to score a goal. Well, it's just pathetic the way they played. But it's our fault for not putting the chances away. Well, they had a lot of players missing. They were properly yeah, down at the no, bare they bones. Were. They had no choice but to play like that. Yeah, 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 sure. But you know. <laughs> If you don't, if you go, if can't put the ball in the net. Mount that one where he's in front of Pickford yeah. is one of the worst misses I've ever seen in my life. He, he, it's like a short penalty, like a five-yard penalty. Just push it to the side, either side. Oh no, I think I'll just hit it straight at him. Brilliant. Do you feel any better after any of this? No, I want to go home. <laughs> sick of them. I'm sick of watching the same game over and over again. It's like it's a European season and a European half. European champions. See, no, but not in the league. Season and a half of this in the league. Of missing chance after chance after chance. You won chance. the Champions League, Andy. Yeah, that's a cup competition, an, an inferior competition to the Premier League, I might add. Well, there we are. Some bold pronouncements there. Do you know anybody who reacts as badly to a game of football as Andy? Because um, I've never have met anybody like this. So um, everybody does. They just they just don't express it in the way I do. But every, I promise <laughs> no, you, they every, don't. They probably, probably every they internalise fan, a bit every more. Fan. They don't have the outlet. They don't well, have the national radio outlet that you have. Every fan what? Every fan feels like this, I promise you. Yeah. If you watch your team have 25 chances to go and score one oh, goal, yeah. I, I, you know, you're I, going to be frustrated. And if they keep doing it every single game, you're yeah. going to, in the end, blow up. You can't. It's so frustrating. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, somebody who's bought himself an early uh, Christmas present is about to join us now. He's an um, entrepreneur uh, working in Bitcoin, and that will be pretty key to the success of his, uh, of his new venture. He's bought Bedford FC. Yeah, of the 10th tier. Yeah, why not? And as ambitious isn't the word, really, is looking to take them to the Premier League. If you've uh, followed him on social media, which you can still do, Peter McLasso, he has renamed himself mm. for this purpose, um, admitting that he knows, you know, he'll get a bit of ridicule for that. But here he is to explain more. Peter McCormack, good afternoon, Peter. All right, lads, how you doing? Good, thank mm. you. Yes, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure you've you know you've checked out some of the uh, responses. People are skeptical. I think it's fair to say, Peter. What? Why? Why are you so confident that you can that you can do this? Well, I think uh, it's the people in football are skeptical. If you go through all the responses, all the people who are in Bitcoin who listen to my show, they all think it's a great idea. They're willing to get behind it. And they're confident that we can do something interesting with this little tiny club in Bedford. So uh, we've got. Uh, a lot of people, 150 million people around the world own Bitcoin. About a million of them listen to my show every month. Got a lot of people on Twitter. They all want to buy shirts. They want to follow it. So, yeah, I, I think we can do something interesting. Wow. So it's going to be a kind of, you're going to sort of, um, the Bitcoin community will come together. You're sort of galvanizing them. That's that's what it's all about, really. No, it's not just about that. It's uh, This is really about my local town. I'm a Bedford-born and bred guy. I've lived here my whole life uh, I love the town and we've never had a, you know, we don't have a league club and I would love us to have a, have a team in the, in the league. And, you know, with that, you have the opportunity to kind of build an academy and, and uh, support grassroots football. That's what it's about. The Bitcoin thing is just the commercial model. I mean, every football club has a commercial model and Hmm. every club in the country wants to maximize their revenues is the getting the Bitcoin is behind this and to support this is really just a way of maximizing revenues, but it's not really about just galvanizing Bitcoiners. It's about doing something for the town I live in, Bedford. I'm just trying to see where you are in the league at the moment. It's quite difficult from the, to find the, that league table. Yeah. yeah. So where are I mean? The, is it tenth tier, Peter? Where Where are the club? Yeah, How t- are they doing t- this season? Tenth tier, um, sixth in the table, trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, big game tomorrow in Northampton. Um, yeah, I mean we're a long way down, but. You know, that's not that's not something that really bothers me. We, we're quite yeah. used to not having a big team in Bedford, and luckily we're gonna have some money to put behind the team right, right now and and do something good with it over the next few years. What what was the reaction of the club? Because I would imagine that when you first go to them, it's quite an alien concept, isn't it? I mean, something that, you know, a lot of people don't understand how Bitcoin works. They see it as a very volatile yeah. thing, and they would probably worry that there could be a kind of boom and bust element to this. What what would you say to that? And what did you say to the club? Yeah, I think if uh, if you're in Bitcoin, like I have been for a number of years, and you understand what Bitcoin is and how it works, uh, this will make sense. All the Bitcoiners understand it. Um, everyone wants to put money in and support it. Everyone wants to buy shirts and get behind it. I think for people outside of Bitcoin, it's hard to understand because this whole crypto thing is a bit weird. Mm. You have all these other cryptocurrencies. You have these stupid things like Dogecoin and NFTs, which are really just utter nonsense. Bitcoin like stands on its own. It's this concept of trying to create uh, a decentralized sound money, which the government can't influence. And you know, people who understand it under, understand the concept of what I'm trying to do here with, with a football club, but it gets mixed in with all this other nonsense around cryptocurrencies, which confuses people. But I mean, 
I'm going to do my best to help people understand, and I expect people to be skeptical. But it, the uh, the price of Bitcoin won't affect what we're doing within the club because we'll have a commercial model which uh, allows us to invest in the club anyway. So, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. I expect lots of people to to not like it. There to be a bit of a backlash, but um, it's not really much I can do about that. Now, is it restricted to how much money you can put into the club? Because obviously the, the best thing would be you could unlimited and you can get Lionel Messi or something, you know, but you presumably can't do that. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you can get big. I think I think you've got to be financially responsible, even with a small club, even if we've raised you know, tens of millions, you, you're not going to go and, um, and buy the best players. You're going to buy the appropriate players for your league. And I mean, we're going to be playing games on sludgy pitches in uh, difficult times of the year and we're going to need players who are used to playing in those conditions against those types of teams but we aim to have the best team every season so we can get promoted but we're not going to you know we're not going to go out and and let mercenaries come play for us who aren't suitable for the club we're not going to be irresponsible with our finances because the money's there to go into grassroots football around bedford as well I mean, looking at the timeline of your plans and, and listening to you now, you know, you have a kind of sensible attitude to it. You know, you can't kind of run before you can walk and it'll be a steady progression. But you have set yourself a timeline, haven't you? You're saying you feel you could be a Premier League side within a decade. Is that right? I mean, look, I mean, that's that's sort of kind of like lofty ambitions. I think you've got to set a goal to get promoted every season. That will be our goal. But look, I'm realistic about this, lads. I'm, we're not going to be a huge club like... Liverpool or United, you know, we've got to be a bit more realistic. I've kind of set the goal that with Bedford, I think we could support like a smaller professional team, like a Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, I did walk into that one. Very <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, yes. And what have the fans said? What have the fans said about this? Are they, are they delighted? Is it a bit like the Wrexham thing? They're excited by the prospect or is there a little bit of concern that they may lose the kind of heart and soul of their club. And I don't know what the fan base is, how big it is and what sort of crowds they get. No, I'm going to talk to both of them tomorrow and uh, walk them through <laughs> it. <and, and> <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they'll go back. But listen, look, 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 what it is, is we've got a chance to do something here with a local club. I mean, Premier League is lofty ambition. There's a lot that goes into that. I think realistic target right now is to say, how do we get in the football league? You know, how do we get up to something like League Two? Hmm. And when you look at the revenues of the club's in that kind of area, like we we will be competitive with their revenues from year one. I can tap into the global Bitcoin community to sell shirts and merchandise, which they all want immediately. There's a, you know, there's a pent up demand for that right now. And in terms of sponsorships, you know, I've just sold a sponsorship for like the secondary sponsorship, which probably at that price would get you a team in the championship because we have a chance here of a global story and communicating this worldwide. And that's a good chance for the sponsors. And also, you know, I've done a lot of work in the Bitcoin community. A lot of the Bitcoin companies love my show and what I've done, and they're willing to back this and get behind it. So, you know, financially, we're very competitive. It's, you know, the variable in this for us is with whatever players you get, can can we win? You can get the best, you know, Tottenham are a great example of this. You can sign really great players and still never win anything. Mm. Will you buy Will you buy players <laughs> in Bitcoin? No, look, listen, <clears throat> We, we we will operate how anyone wants to receive money. Mm. If somebody wants to receive money, of course, we'll pay them in Bitcoin. But this isn't about forcing Bitcoin down people's throat. This is just us using that as a leverage mm. to create a sustainable football club mm. and that we can tap into a community who will want to get behind this. You know, there's a lot of Americans out there who, who listen to my show. I mean, over half my audience are Americans. And, uh, you know, Ted Lasso has inspired them into thinking about football. And you now this is a team they can get behind. They, you know, they're very much in the idea of, financial responsibility we live in a time where you know we're seeing massive inflation right now it's like 5.2 percent of the uk 
6.8% in the US. I mean, that is decimating people's savings because of irresponsible uh, financial management by our governments. And we just want to teach people about financial responsibility and an, an asset they can hold, which they can control. And, you know, if, if in doing that, we can get behind a team and we can create a sustainable club and, you know, do something great for my town, Bedford, then you know, that'd be pretty cool. I do sense beyond Bedford, maybe your football loyalties lie with Arsenal. I don't know what makes me think that. Yeah. It's just no, I'm not actually mentioned twice. That's all. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually, I'm actually, a, a, you know, I grew up a Liverpool fan. Right. Um, I just, I just, um, I just, just Tottenham are ridiculous. So I'm really <laughs> me. Uh, we won't go down that I like route now. He's a good man. Yeah, I think you're a big fan of his, aren't you, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. me less so. No, but um, in all seriousness, um, so when when does it start? Are you, are you in you in charge now? What, what do you what do you do from here? Yeah, I met the current chairman yesterday. We agreed yesterday that I would take over as chairman. From now, I've, uh, I'm going out with the lads tomorrow to watch their game in Northampton. I'm meeting the manager. There's a, a lot lot to figure out. Listen, I'm quite green with all this. I, I've not run a football club before, and I've got no intention of getting involved in. A lot of the day-to-day stuff um there's people who are more experienced who can do that i'm, I'm really just the, the front of it who can raise the money so we can um you know back the team and also you know galvanize a support worldwide who who will help support our commercial objectives but um yeah i mean it starts now and you know we've got a chance of getting into the playoffs this season we're going to go for it we're going to try and sign a couple of players see if we can do it and you know the remit for my vice chair and my manager next season will be what do you need for promotion and I will give them the resources they need need to get that. Uh, but we're not going to run out. Like I know a lot of people have done this before. These clubs have come in before and said they're going to do this, you know, going to do that. Mainly, this is about wanting to do two things: one, support my local community, but also just educate people on financial literacy. Lovely. Uh, nice. Well, I'll, mm. I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you at uh, White Hart Lane when you we pass in the third round of the FA Cup in a couple of years' time. Peter. I'm actually excited. going on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Of course you are, yeah. If it's on, fingers crossed. Anyway, um, good to talk to you. Best of luck, and we will keep an eye on your progress um, and hopefully catch up with you in the future. Thanks a lot. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In light of our chat with um, yeah. uh, Peter McLasso earlier on, who's uh, buying a Bedford Town, so he's mm. going to get him in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, uh, we've been asking Andy wanted he's a Bitcoin entrepreneur Andy was interested in your Bitcoin footballers um, <laughs> as it's Friday says Bob and I both Alfie Bitcoin I'm not sure about that thank you Bob <laughs> I like Owen, that's good Owen Bitcoin says yeah, Blakey yeah I thought of that too yeah. um, this one's a bit I mean, you, I mean clearly Chris has looked this up or he's in the bit, he's in the crypto game <laughs> he? he says your crypto footballers what about uh, uh, Ethereum Ampadu and I thought who's that <laughs> but I look it up of course and Ethereum is a decentralised open source blockchain <laughs> with smart contract functionality we all knew that Chris didn't we of course on the Mike tip of our blockchain who's Mike Block was it Mick Block wasn't it years was it, ago there was a block Mick Blockchain there we are so you can keep those coming if you're absolutely desperate talksport.com text 81089 tweet Tony Currency oh that's not bad <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a bad. big general money based <laughs> I quite like that though Tony Cryptocurrency that's there we good. are one for the Sheffield United <laughs> and uh, I love this uh, text to the star today it's Bruno Lager, the Wolverhampton Wanderers Lager? manager. Large. Bruno, <laughs> I could do with a Lager. Bru- it's Bruno Large, the Wolverhampton Wanderers manager, a dead ringer for Trigger out of Only Fools and Horses. No. No, he's nothing like him. He's a dead... I, I, I see him every time I see Johnny Vaughan. 
do you? The Vaultster. Yeah, every, every time I, I never meet him. Then. I don't look at Bruno <laughs> Lage. I see. I see. He has that. He has that look of Johnny, doesn't he? Oh, of course. Yes. I dream of that yes. nightmare. Now, Andy, this yeah. I'm surprised you. If you had twelve thousand two hundred and fifty quid spare, and you went to an auction in Peterborough. You're a man who likes to buy frames. You pick up frames from around the world and yeah, have frames. your own particular lenses put yeah, in them. That's because true. You, the chance of you finding a off-the-peg pair of glasses with your eyesight is virtually impossible, virtually isn't it, nil, really? Yeah. So the frames of glasses thought to belong to Mahatma Gandhi. Really? Yeah, a pair of Gandhi's old um, specs. Barry Glendenning used to think I looked like him. He used to he call did. me Mahatma Gandhi. He did. That's right, unfair, quite, really. quite specific. That was before the beard, wasn't it? I think that was just... That was a bit more timber than the late, great <laughs> Indian Premier. That's, <laughs> that's right. To be honest. A bit more timber. Um, there was a reason for that, of course. Um, so, um, yeah, 12,250 12, quid. sport there, my description. Yeah. <laughs> no, you couldn't repeat the words Mahatma Gandhi for the former... Um, bespectacled <laughs> Indian legend. Is that what you were going to say? Like that, yeah. Fantastic. That's and right. uh, what about Brooklyn Beckham? He's got his own cooking show on Facebook. He says, nice. uh, he said it's very therapeutic. Not for us, is it, mate? Really, yeah. honestly, I'm not interested. Didier Dogeba. I'm going to watch that. You like that? Didier Dogeba? His Doge, I don't know. I've, I've got, I'm I've not got that no idea. With the, uh, no, no, this is the trouble. People are just Googling cryptocurrencies. You know, he's lost on most of us, Bob, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, Thomas Bitcoinsperger says uh, Dan from Grimsby. We're exhausting these rather quickly, Very aren't we? Quick I think it's yes, really. they are. I uh, think we've uh, probably reached the end of the road. The other thing that annoyed me maybe today, not. when it wouldn't be difficult to annoy me today, but no, it's not taken much, is it? I didn't like the sort of tabloids having a go at Arsenal about their 18 pound burger. Yeah, uh, it's not compulsory, is it? You, you, if you don't, you don't have to buy it. It's no. not a case of if you don't buy the eighteen-pound burger, we're throwing you out. So don't buy it. Don't Imagine moan that being about manhandled, it. going up and say, "I'll just have a single burger, please, no <laughs> chips." And then suddenly, bloke in an orange jacket, manhandled you to the floor, and then you're thrown out. That would be you know, fantastic. Just either eat before the game or bring your own. It don't, was. Don't can spend. you bring your own? Did people well, turn up a, a well, packed sandwich? sandwich? It's not the far show. No, it well, turns you, up with well, a hamper. You couldn't take a pasty in your pocket. <laughs> Why would I want to take a pasty in my pocket? Well, you don't want to pay 18 me? quid for a burger. I, get... I wouldn't pay 18 quid for a so burger. So, in that scenario, and I'm patted down, suddenly fired from the end of the pasty is hot potato <laughs> and meat onto my face, scarring me for life. That's not good. Health and safety nightmare. <laughs> not ideal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does seem quite a lot of money, but it was the double with chips. Yeah. So that was for somebody who's being particularly greedy. It's, it's a cynical cash cow that's in danger of losing its well, soul. Well, it's a cow involved. Honestly, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Have the smaller one. Have the same. What's the same? Don't have anything. Don't you know? Save yourself the bother. Matt E. Cash says, uh, Alex, it's just turned into currency now. The bit crypto <laughs> element of it has completely gone, hasn't it? I'm, I'm quite pleased that uh, Peter McLasso didn't turn on, our, on, turn on Chelsea today because I think we, we may have been taken off the air with a mouthful. See, I'm, I'm a bit more understanding. I see it as, I see it as just pure football bands. Yeah, the, mood, the mood you're in, you, no, you probably would have put your foot through the in, monitor. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Did you see that scientists have discovered a genuine millipede that's got one 1,306 legs. Wow. Ben Dinnery thinks it's massive potential for hamstring injuries. Mm. Imagine that at the moment, the amount of games they're playing. Imagine what's going on in the se- in the centipede league. Centipede Ben Dinnery from from Premier League injuries. Out for a couple of 36 weeks. 36 hamstrings. <laughs> Back in three weeks. Yes. 
<laughs> should be okay in a month. Yeah, you get the idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Very much one of our, and we always sing that when he comes on, just while that music's playing. Hi, Martin. Yes, uh, very good afternoon to you both. Yeah. Now, let's, let's get it out of the way, because um, there may be some people out there who may want to, you know, hunker down in the local cinema over the next few days, if it's quite quiet, to watch a film. And uh, yes. you're recommending one of your favourite films, which has been rebooted by... Um, um, oh, yeah. yeah. West Side Story. It, it, I absolutely yeah. love West Side wow. Story. Uh, and I've obviously seen the 1961 version several times. And I thought, there's no way Spielberg is going to do justice to this, but absolutely brilliant. It, I mean, it, it, if you enjoy the original film, there's some boring bits in the original film. It does get flat for a while. Um, and uh, he's corrected all that. And, uh, is, you know, w- without messing with the film much. And it's if you've ever seen the photographs of 1950s uh, New York, mm. um, it's that's recreated brilliantly. You know, wow. it's a fantastic... I, I just loved it. Joyous. Fantastic. Oh, five Good. stars, Martin mm. Kellner. Definitely five stars. five stars. Two th- yeah, two thumbs up, the whole a thing. Triumph. And the only problem is you do have to uh, wear your mask. But yeah. it says that you don't have to wear your mask if you're eating and drinking. And I thought, right, I'm going to be eating and drinking right through this movie. <laughs> so I got a full bar of chocolate, mm. two two bottles of water, and a bag of nuts, and that sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. that kept that kept me through the going through it's the film. It's Brilliant. something I've noticed people doing on the train. I got on the train the other day, and a woman had um, a lot of people do. They just carry out no mask, mm. but just got a cup. Oh, yeah. One bloke was yes. drinking coffee. It must have been like a bottomless cup. He was drinking for about 20 minutes, this cup <laughs> yeah. of coffee. And this woman... And she, he's become the mask police. Very large <laughs> bar of chocolate, which he sort of proceeded to eat. And then I thought, mm, well, I yeah. can see what you're doing there. You don't want to wear the mask. She f- finishes it. Then she gets out another one. I think you're going to make yourself ill. Big bag of Werther's. That's what you want. Something that'll keep you going for a Honestly, long time. Honestly, just wearing a mask is easier than Do London stuffing to Edinburgh. Yourself. You'll have no teeth. Well, left. I'd rather stuff myself, to be honest. Yeah. But there you go. Some people, I mean, if you wear glasses, they, they cloud up. And, you know, you're trying to read something. You think, yeah. well, it's gone all foggy in here and it's not actually glasses. <laughs> no, no, it's not ideal, I agree. But, uh, Martin, you know, t- take us caving. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, this is, you know, last week you mentioned Get Back, the uh, yes. Beatles documentary, a real mm. long documentary about the Beatles, and that's on uh, Disney Channel. It is, yeah. Now, in the past, I've not bothered too much with Disney Channel. Always thought it was a Mickey Mouse outfit. Hey. Um, yes, thank you very much indeed. You would expect that, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd have been disappointed if not. But, yeah, so I've not watched the uh, Disney Channel much, but I noticed it's got the National Geographic um, films on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was a film called The Rescue, which is about this Thai football team uh, who, were, if you remember, it was mm. 2018, and they were trapped in this uh, cavern, in this oh, cave, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. They went into the cave because that was quite a, a normal playground if you like for Thai children that, between 11 and 16 they were for, for Thai kids of that age uh, but then because it was the monsoon season the water it started raining and it didn't stop raining and this is earlier than it expected you know they expect the monsoons in July this was in June yeah uh, and uh, there's this sort of band of brothers around the world who go in for caving and they have records it is a sport um, because they you know Know, they work out how long they've stayed and how deep. There are various records you can win. And two of the best guys in the world at this are a guy called Vern Unsworth and a guy called uh, Rick Stanton, who are in... Uh, they're Brits. They're in the UK. Mm. Uh, and they went out 
to uh, and basically they had thousands of Thai people, the Navy SEALs, all sorts of people from Thailand trying to get into these caves. Yeah. But these were the best cavers in the world. Wow. And it, it so happened that one of them, I think it, I can't remember which one, but Vern or Rick, one of them had a Thai girlfriend right. who happened to come from this place and said, Basically, you know, my boyfriend is really good at caving. He's won all sorts of records. He came out and he put, he wrote the names down of the best cavers in the world. Right. So it was like the Ronaldos and Messis, if you like. Of the cave. Uh, I'd love the way you brought this back to sport, Martin, Marvelous. by yes. using the Messi and Ronaldo. No, no, it is a sport. I've well, looked it, it up was. on Google. It's, it's also it known is as a sport. Yeah. spelunking in the United spelunking, States. Spelunking, yes, and really? cave diving. Sometimes called cave diving as well. I'm not the sound um, of that sport. So it, it, yeah. is, it is a sport. <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't like this. I mean, it's so dangerous. Yeah. But the actual rescue that they affect, because they bring in others from around the world who are known in that, uh, you know, in that world of cave, you know, in the sport. And they bring them in from all over the world. And um, this is just the most brilliant documentary. I have to say, if if you've not got the Disney Channel... Uh, do did I say Mickey Mouse? Yeah, yeah I did that. Yeah, you've done if that. You've, you've done not, the Mickey yeah, Mouse. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done that one. Yeah. So if, if you don't not, get it, if you don't get it, forget back. Get it for the caving documentaries. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay. I am on the on the get back documentary. Just just we were talking last week, if you remember, uh, about the Glenn Hoddle documentary, Glenn Hoddle Extra yes, Time, yeah, yeah. which is also I very, very good. Watched it. I do plan to. Oh, yeah. Do do watch it. Yeah, on, on BT Sport. And you, I was saying it's very long, which it is, but. By the sound of the Beatles documentary, it's just—it's not that long at all. But we mentioned at the time the documentary he did at Swindon, where you know he was saying do this, do that. And I yeah. said, well, hang on, you're you're Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. Paul McCartney is so much the Glenn Hoddle of the Beatles. <laughs> If you if you watch Get Back because they're doing the uh, they're doing the Let It Be album, mm. you know the tracks for that, and uh, George comes up with the I Me Mine, which is not a bad track at all. Yeah. Uh, but Paul comes up with the Long and Winding Road, you yeah. know, which is going to be recorded all over the world by Frank Sinatra and Peggy Lee and whatever. And you think, well, he's he's Glenn Hoddle, yeah. Um, and George is more. I mean, George is brilliant as well, but by the Beatles standards, he's more sort of yeah. journeyman if you like well, where does Ringo um, fit then on yeah. that basis I remember when Eileen well, Drury got... replaced Billy Preston yeah <laughs> she came in that's right she, for that session she had to be in Billy Preston yeah. he's brilliant in that. That's Billy right. Preston's Billy Preston North seen... End of course to give him his, his full name <laughs> his full name yeah, yeah. yeah. no he's brilliant but just, just an observation just an observation yeah, I did think one. that he was very much uh, like Naples him. and Maradona are you oh my goodness me yeah. this is this is Netflix mm-hmm. uh, but you can also see it at the cinema it's, it's got quite a big... Is this um, the one we've seen? The... Is this the big Maradona movie? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yeah. The, no. Well, now you say it's the big... It's Paolo uh, Sorrentino's uh, autobiographical film about him becoming um, a film director. Oh. And it just happens to be ah. happening at the same time. It's yes. an art film. This is... It's... Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, I thought you meant the Asif Kapadia documentary, yeah, but you know, no, you're, no. this is... I've, I've heard about this. It's, it's, yeah, it's a kind of arty... A film, but with the backdrop of of uh, of yeah of Naples. Naples. Yeah. I mean, it's more about Naples than it is about Maradona. And if you've seen any of the documentaries about Maradona, you know that 
his time at Naples was, um, well, it, it was phenomenal. It meant such a lot to, to Naples. You know, he was almost like a, yeah. a, a, some sort of mythical figure, if you yeah. like. And basically all that's happening is that Madonna, uh, Maradona is playing for Naples in the background, if you like. Mm. It's the background to this guy's story and how people in Naples uh, behave, um, if you like. It, it, you know, in terms of there's a lot of crime there, Oh, obviously smuggling and all that, but it's just so beautiful to look at. Wow. But if it you want to see good, it, yeah. it, it is good, but it reminds me a lot of Cinema Paradiso, oh, which yeah. is also an autobiographical this film. Is, this is, film this is taking a different direction. It's very, very arty this week. Well, yeah, it's, it's become, it's become very, we have a string quartet yes. under this. I remember, that was me <laughs> and I love a film in Martin Italian. Keanu, the Melvin Bragg of yes. TalkSport. Yeah, he said, that's marvellous, Martin. I You've taken us in a different, very highbrow. Well, I can be out of noidal at times, if you, <laughs> if you want. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's quite funny in parts. This, okay. this guy who's a smuggler picks a guy up on the back of his uh, on the back of his moped, mm. and they go out. And uh, he, for some unknown reason, has a sudden burst of violence, and he nuts someone. Oh dear! Um, and he's wearing shorts. It just seems odd. Shouldn't you shorts, nut someone in shorts? I mean, you postman? should nut some anybody. Is he a postman? <laughs> yeah. Says Andy. Uh, anyway, maybe we let's touch very briefly. On Arsenal versus West Ham. Yeah, I was just slightly, <laughs> le- slightly less arty. Slightly less arty, but I was very new, uh, annoyed with uh, Martin Keown in this, um, having up West Ham for the way they played, hmm. without mentioning the fact that they were without four, without the back four. Basically, they yeah. had no no Zuma, no Ogbonna, no Cresswell, and these have been such key players. And I just think you know, if you're analysing a match, it's worth saying. You know, they, they kept. Praising Craig Dawson for blocking, you know, for blocking shots and things, yeah. which he did. He's brilliant. He throws himself on the front of everything, but he's not fast. And Arsenal have got players like you know Martinelli and uh, Zach Saka, uh, uh, you know, Smith Rowe, yeah. and you know that they're going to run run the pants. Whereas if they had Ogbonna and Zuma, who think quickly and you know I've got speed it yeah. would have made a big difference and I just thought it was worth mentioning so much fresher than Arsenal uh, Arsenal so much fresher than West Ham they played so much yeah. less football let's, well, see, what, let's well, see what happens yeah. next year when they get into Europe and they have to play twice a week it won't be so easy yeah. then Absolutely. There we are. So thank you, caller. Um, (laughs) I just thought I'd mention it. I'm on the radio. I might as well. I don't have to phone up and wait or anything. You got that off your chest. You've been stewing on that all week, haven't you? Been stewing on it. Well, it was it was worrying. I mean, Arsenal were way, way, way better, and they deserved the win. But um, well, I just thought you should. You know, Martin Keown, a man of his, especially a central defender of his stature, must know how important people like Obama and Zuma are to. uh, Well, his card is marked. Next time, if he's he was in the building two hours ago otherwise we would have put him on to stand in his corner but you're back tonight martin i take it yes i am i'm back uh, at one o'clock one a.m through the night with martin the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast time then to uh, look at some of the non-sporting tv we, we normally say how hey, you're going to mm. fit it all in but with uh, five games down maybe you will we got the big sort of i um, need something for sunday at two o'clock i can't watch jossie <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody who won't be watching any football this weekend is uh, Brighton supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Um, I'll probably find the big match revisited or something. You'll do one of those, one of the old ones, will you? Um, Yeah, your game's off, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? you bereft? It's... it's, uh, Well, it's it's frustration, isn't it? And I just think the whole situation is just making us all feel a bit... 
anxious and a bit yeah. annoyed and confused because <clears throat> yeah. it's different from before isn't it where everything was just very clear cut and right yeah. we're just gonna have to you know I think the thing is because it was going pretty well up to about three weeks ago. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a blow, but and we just it's, 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 it's part of a broader sort of mood of uncertainty about everything that just this just adds to it. You, mm. you, you haven't even got that. Oh, but at least we still got the football side of thing because you don't know from one day to the next what's going on. So nope, annoying. Never mind. So um, let's move. Uh, I think Richard Hammond was on. Um, was he on breakfast earlier on today? Talking about this. This is the Grand Tour presents Carnage a Trois. Yes, this is uh, on Amazon Prime Video as per usual. Uh, from today, it's mm. the new one of the Grand Tour. Obviously, under current circumstances, hasn't done much Grand Touring of late. No. And this is a prime example. They've done this. Uh, they've done this uh, one-off special about French cars, but they've done it all over here. So it's all filmed. Uh, it starts off in Wales and then it goes to the south coast etc etc but it's very funny and and to be perfectly honest it just focuses in on you you know i guess the comedy potential but it's it's got a a, a proper respect for french you know motorsport in particular which Mm. obviously has a great history to it but at the same time there's sort of a lot of poking fun at the strange and bizarre idiosyncratic design features of a lot of cars french cars past and present you know for everything how the dashboard's laid out to to the classic 2cv with all its quirks which jeremy clarkson (laughs) particularly hates and there's lots of uh, there's lots of french baiting throughout the series but throughout the program i should say but at the same time you know Clarkson does actually stress in all seriousness that he he loves the French and he loves their sort of their ways and their he loves their food he loves their wine he loves their slightly belligerent attitude towards certain things so there's a lot of respect you know amongst the teasing and it's it's a, it's a good fun show they've done made something very entertaining with not a lot to work with and there's a lot of stuff blowing up it'll be popular too then yeah. people will love it yeah, yeah yeah so there we are it's available on Amazon uh, Prime mm-hmm. Video from today uh, it's the final of Walk the it's Line so oh, we, got watched, it out the... we watched this last night I thought it was absolutely terrible well, it's, it's weird it's isn't the it? new kind of music vehicle isn't it yes, uh, this is Simon this... Cow idea it's been going on every night this week this is the final the sixth and final episode and basically um, each night somebody either stays uh, wins a load of money and then goes home or mm. Decides to gamble it and stay on with the chance to win what will be half a million pounds tonight. Right. And it's, I've sort of become obsessed in a not obsessed, but I've been watching every episode. And I, at the start, my wife said, Oh, please don't make me watch that. And I said, Look, professionally, I've got to sound, I've got to watch a bit of it. So yeah. let's just watch five minutes. And then we ended up watching that one and then every episode since. And at the same time, I'm thinking, This is terrible. There is no question about that. It is terrible. And it's also very obvious hmm. that most of the people there are kind of like cannon fodder. Most of the acts you just know, right, you're not going to go through. You're not going to go through. Clearly, it's designed initially for this person to shine and then that person will have their moment and then the next person who's going to shine is obviously that person. Yeah. It'd be great if there was a band called Cannon Fodder. Yeah. <laughs> probably the is, judging's yeah. too kind, Mike, yeah. as well. It, no, that is exactly the other thing I was saying. I actually said to my wife, you know, I don't want to go back to the days of, of the early X Factor where everyone was sort of, you know, gratuitously horrid all the time, but it does occasionally need someone to say no... We do, yeah. You know, not this whole, you know. I, I think this 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 performance sums up everything about you. Was one of them comments the other night. I think, oh, you've never met this person. How do you know? Yeah. You've got. I mean, it's just nonsense and drivel, and and nobody says anything of any consequence that's going to be even remotely, you know. Uh, harsh, shall Cow's we say. behind it, but he's keeping well away. I think he's he keeping knows, well away. I think yeah. he was originally going, going to be on the panel, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's, well, it's very weird. And Dawn French sort of 
just this sort of token old person saying strange things doesn't really do it for me either. <laughs> well, I know how that That's feels. Andy's job. <laughs> so, um, walk the line. It's, it, if you didn't like it, it finishes tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do love your description of it'll be all right on the night. I mean, yes. what we've had. Is it I Dennis mean, Norton? It, it's not Dennis <laughs> Norton, <laughs> Andy. See, that's the old person saying odd things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and your only description of this show is ITV's Good Morning Studio is invaded by ants. Joanna Lumley nearly falls off a ship. Both of which have spin-off potential, don't they? I mean, I... I, I I, I don't get. They never give us um, previews for this, so I've got no idea. But that's that's two of the uh, yeah. items among. I mean, you know, ITV's Good Morning Studios invaded by. I'm guessing it wasn't an invasion in any literal. No, they're sense. not giant ants. Paul used no. to do a very good Dennis Norton. What's my No, it's, I just the thing is he would put his back into it, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, now they just use they just get David David Williams into a uh, David Ginola. David Ginola. Yeah. and now get David Williams. Oh, he's David the kind Williams. of guy. <laughs> They get him into a voice studio and this use a little cartoon because he can't be bothered to turn Doesn't up. He, yeah, you know? not even a clipboard. No, exactly, oh, not even a clipboard. Anyway, if you like old clips that you've probably already seen on YouTube, yeah. uh, quarter to ten all, on but ITV all conveniently in one place, to be fair. You yes, that's true. You haven't got display, I'm, I'm worried about the final of Strictly because oh, yeah. I think AJ... Really? Well, well it's uh, going to uh, be a bit of a with, damn with Chelsea, squib. Chelsea not winning games yeah. and England terrible in the ashes, you're more worried about well, the final... If there's only two couples, it's going to be quite disappointing isn't yeah. it because yeah, I think AJ Adudu I can't see A how she's going to compete and B how she can be any good how could she have learnt three dances when she she was on crutches she's think, on crutches do you think they've talked that up for the figures will, you know, will oh, she, she make it, it. Oh, they put her on they said look I know you're okay could you just walk on these crutches well, I don't know but you never know because you know reality shows I mean last night they had the final of Mastermind and oh, I was sitting there thinking is the bloke who managed to get cling film in the meal that he served to Marcus Waring, and who was in tears, are they suddenly Sorry, going to say... you meant Master you... Chef, you said Master Mind. I'm Sorry, Master Chef. Why has yeah. changed that since Magnus bloke... Magnuson used to do it? <laughs> why is covered in cling film yeah, on sorry. Mastermind? Yeah, Magnus Magnuson was covered in cling film yeah. on Mastermind. It's, yeah. yeah, you should have seen that. Master Chef, I should yeah. say. And the guy, yeah, he served his dish up, and there was only three of them, and, and he put cling film in it, not deliberately, but there was cling film, and, and he, you know, Marcus pointed it out, and the guy was in tears, and it was all, all awful. And I thought... He could. They could still let him win because you, you know they'd love that. They'd love a bit of emotion and a bit of you know. Yeah. You know, as I say, last minute, a last minute twist. <laughs> so she might well turn up and do stuff. Don't let's rule that out. You know. Fair but enough. He ate the whole thing. He's going to start it till I finish. There we are. <laughs> Beautiful, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so there seven o'clock tomorrow, the, the Strictly final. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sunday, uh, yes. sports, BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. A bit Another of a blow to them. Emma Raducanu's got uh, yep. got the virus. She can't go. No. Tyson Fury's threatening to sue him for him putting him oh, on the come list. Come on, Tyson. Please do. Um, <laughs> and you've, you say here, current favourite for this year's award is Brighton and Hope Albion's <laughs> Neil Mope. Yes. Yes. Is, is that How true? good would that be it's if the public yeah, well, voted for him? It's it's obs- it's red hot, yeah. yeah. No, no. When I say favourite, I mean, what do you mean by favourite? I mean, in in this he's room, nobody's favourite because he winds up all the fans. Only the Brighton fans like him, so you're going to really need to rally the troops down at Brighton, aren't you? Yes. Well, there you go. Well, we're very loyal, yeah. and um, he's very much um, quality over quantity, shall we say, in terms mm. of mm. goal scoring. But yeah, you know, um, and as as you say, well, it's going to be a, a sort of scaled down show anyway even more scaled down possibly than they were planning a couple of weeks ago but um, yeah it'll happen and somebody will win a prize and they'll be on a video link somewhere 
Yeah. Quarter to seven, that is on uh, Sunday. Also on Sunday, if you don't want a water sport, you want a bit of showbiz, bit yeah. of variety, yeah. you've got the Royal Variety Performance. And which which Royal? Uh, is, do you know which Royal the, went the, to The Cambridges. To this one? The Cambridges. When I was a kid and I watched Royal Variety Performance, did they? I, I'm sure they made a point of never showing the Royal Box's reaction to yeah. gags and stuff. Wasn't that one of them sort of, you know, part of the etiquette? Yeah, you kind of get, you sort of could gather what they were. You can gather it. I thought yeah. that was part yeah. of the mystique. Whereas now, Every mm. time somebody cracks a gag, and they're meant to—I mean, what the the pressure on on poor, you know, Kate and um, I forgot his name, Kate William. Wills. William, William, yes, yeah. um, to, to 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 chuckle at stuff which may not be funny. I yeah. mean, you know, the canned weird. laughter button in the raw box—they can't, yeah. they can, they can just throw their heads back and fire that off. They can't heckle, can they? <laughs> they, they could. It's different. Well, I suppose they could. could technically, the I best mean. thing is, I, you know, you don't get that egginess probably because they're maybe that little bit more approachable, and that people don't get quite as nervous as they do oh, I'd like with it the when queen. They get nervous. Whenever, whenever we meet somebody who's done a royal variety before, yeah. it's always really interesting to know what the, what the conversation was like with the queen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Harry Hill in his in his new autobiography said that. When he did it, um, the Queen, she sort of just stood in front of him, didn't really say, just said, mm. well, I'm, I'm sure it raised a lot of money. And, and Harry, for some reason, said, well, you can never have too much money, can you, Her Majesty? <laughs> Which is, that's a curveball from her point of view. Where does she go with that? So it must be quite difficult, mustn't it? When, difficult uh, for, yeah, for yeah, everyone yeah, concerned. Sort of, yeah, she's yeah. got to make small talk with about 50 people and you've yeah. got to say the right thing. And there's your wrestled she's to the ground by special She's, she's got quite a lot of experience of small yeah. talk. But I'd that's say. your moment. Moment, isn't it? I mean, that may be your one and only moment ever to say whatever is the right thing, and then you just say some nonsense that comes out that you hadn't expected to come out of your mouth, and that's it. Well, we look, we have we're breaking news from the world of TV. I don't know, can we stand this up? I look at our producer just because the listener says it's true, but no, it's been it's been stood up by the uh, by the producer, so it's his head. AJ yeah. has pulled out of the final. Oh, oh that is this. Can they bring someone back? Well, that's like what, that is what they should do. They should bring Reese back, but then he hasn't had a chance to dance. <laughs> You're more bothered about that than you were Chelsea last night. Well, it's it's more entertaining, let's be honest. <laughs> I think they have. I would have fancied AJ Adudu even on crutches to have scored a couple of goals. Should have better, got higher than Song for that header. Better that he than Sol Niguez, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be she, short. They're going to have to put, they're going to have to find something else to put in. They're going to have to put an Only Fools and Horses in or something. Yeah. Dance, yeah. Normally an old dance. It's bad enough anyway that they've all got to do three dances yeah. each, which is a bit tedious. So, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Could I be having this conversation in a hairdressers. The final will now be contested by Rose Aiding Ennis and Giovanni Panis and. John Waite and Johannes, yeah, uh, according to uh, yeah, that's it. And and yeah. and she, Rose is a really red hot mm. favourite. It's almost uh, and pointless. Rory Burns. They're flying him back from Australia. <laughs> he's coming in with his fantastic technique. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he's doing a jive, <laughs> wasn't he? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, and he would do it all again on Monday. Yes, by which time we? England would have saved the second test, and we'll all have to row back, <laughs> won't we? So not going to. We'll happen. have to row back on Monday. An apolo- official apology to. Um, Silvers and to uh, Joe Root and the team. Would you do that? No. Okay. But uh, until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy what football remains and all the other sport and uh, we will catch up with you on Monday. Uh, If you can't join us on one on Monday, uh, the podcast, as always, will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.